Okay, with the okay. Uh, winning, winning screenwriter Jimmy Sanders, uh, this is from the Comedy Film Festival. Just the six of us is the, is the TV pilot script. Well, this is kind of a spec script. This is one of those very unique scripts because there was a TV show in the 80s called Just the, the Ten of Us, which was Correct. a spinoff of Growing Pains. I'm old enough to remember this. And you kind of did a modern version of this sitcom from 35 years ago, correct? Well, kind of, sort of. I kind of took the characters from this show, well, five of them anyway, and, you know, brought it. It's like, what are they doing now? And so it's just the six of us. So there's six of them, right? Well, that, that, that's right. There was also, you know, at the time it was baby Harvey, but now he's grown up and turns in, and he's turned into sort of a, you know, a young Leslie Jordan type. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. So tell what? So tell me, like what? Like so, what? What's the premise? Like there's so the the family basically was a pre- the, the original show was about a dad and and his wife and they had eight, eight kids, which mm-hmm. equal ten, right? Yes. All right. So basically, what happens is Connie, who was the you know the she, she was the she was fourteen. She was the youngest of the teenagers there's so many kids it's hard to keep track but she was the youngest of the teenagers and she was she's the more she was more cynical more bellicose than the other the other three kind of kind of just felt kind of above it all and yeah. she's kind of the she is the catalyst for this she's the i am terrible in interviews you're going to have to edit yeah. the heck out of this probably okay, go ahead end. Keep going. But she is she's living in Tampa now and she's become a broadcaster. She wanted to go into investigative reporting, but she stuck doing this, you know, stupid morning show. And you know, she's dissatisfied with it. And, you know, eventually, you know, the crazy her crazy boss has decided, you know, through the long line of uh co-hosts she has, he, he's decided, let's just put a monkey on there. That's how crazy the world has gotten in this world. Okay. And so what happens after that is, oh boy. So let me, okay, let me just like, I, I'm so curious why you decided to, to make it like a, a, a spinoff show of this spinoff okay. show of Growing Pains. Okay. Why right. did you well, decide to use okay, these characters this, for your spec? All right. This is where things get interesting is. I wasn't quite sure why I was doing this because I'm all, I've also been writing, you know, these sort of lost episodes of the show. So, okay. What, uh, okay. So let's go even go back even further. So you're, you're a big fan of the show. Yes. Very much so. When did you become a fan of the show? Like when you were like, well, it, you, well, I've known about it for a while. I've known about it for a while. Um, but it wasn't until recently when I, kind of rediscover re-rediscovered the where show. Where do you watch where can you watch the show? I'm well, like, you can watch you? it on YouTube. Uh, yeah. somebody actually posted all of the episodes. Yeah. Right. Um his name is Jeremy. He calls it. It still Paul holds Gump. up like the it, it kind of holds oh, up to, yeah. surprisingly well. Well it's think of it it's it's kind of like married with children without the cynicism, if I had to describe it. Or even more or if you're just describing the four Lubbock babes, the four teenagers, they're like the golden girls if they were teenagers. You just call them babes, right? Is that their yes? Like, yeah. yeah, that's what they called themselves. They they had which, a they which had doesn't a really hold up to today. Like you can't really that, do that doesn't today. okay yeah okay maybe that doesn't hold up as yeah. well. But sure. that's what they called themselves, and okay. um, they uh, 
they started a singing group. They called themselves the Lubbock Babes. And that was another thing that happened on the show. Yeah. But they were they they fit into the sitcom trope, right? Where like one of them was like the leader, one of them was was not that bright, the other one was like uh, genius, right? Like there's like there's there's all these kind of like like sitcom kind of like you know character tropes that every every like the characters have on sitcoms are right the, the yeah kind of sort of right yeah yeah but the, the one marie was an interesting character because I, I can't think of many characters like her because she was both pious but she was also very she had a very hard time repressing her urges so to speak yeah. yeah. Now she wouldn't act upon these urges. She but she men. would always. She liked boys. Yes, she, she did. So it was, it was. It was a very interesting dichotomy. It's like oh, yeah, that's another sitcom. The Lord, the Lord. The star, the, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Which kind of Wendy was also, but that was kind of you know her primary characteristic that you know she was boy crazy and a bit of a schemer as well. You know, I think, I think her motivations were. You know, she wanted men, but she also wanted men to buy her things. You know, in yeah. fact, there was one line, you know, Marie said, Wendy, all you want are just hairy men who buy you things. I mean, this just went out and said, and that kind of describes her very well. Wendy, at least. Yeah. And the interesting thing about these actresses who played these, they they had they've all like usually like like child actors or like teenage actors. They kind of like like move on to something new in their lives. But all these actors, like they've gone on to successful acting careers. They've all like had a pretty, pretty like consistent acting shelf life. All of them. Yeah, and that, that's a, that's another thing about this show is you know, you know, all of them turned out to be well adjusted and have led you know yeah. fulfilling and relatively happy lives. You know, there's not a lot of you know behind the scenes pathos behind the, the actors. You know, they're all they're all alive and well today, and you know. And so, and so basically, so you just like started watching it on YouTube and you became kind of like, is obsessed too strong of a word or kind of like a big thing? I don't think it's, I don't think it's too strong at all. I think obsessed is exactly the right word to use. <laughs> I've written 24 of these lost episodes. You know, I, I created this alternate universe where the show got picked up by another network and I just kind of ran, ran with it from there because one thing I, it's just like 47, that's it. That's it. They canceled it after that. And, yeah. and I just, it's, I, I wanted more. So I made more. Does Mike Seaver ever appear? Uh, he uh, does not. He does okay. not. Though Coach Lubbock actually does appear in one episode of Growing Pains after the spinoff happened. I think, I think he was calling Coach to ask, you know, is it a good idea to, to marry this girl? I, I, I forget the name. It was the one that, it was the, it was the one that Kirk Cameron had kicked off of the show because she posed in Playboy. Yeah, that's the one that she like he was engaged to on the show. Yeah, and, and then yeah. and then broke it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he called they, he called the coach for some advice. He called the coach for some advice. Yeah, well, but none of the growing pains characters appear on oh, just. So you're, you're in the '90s then. You're like you're you're in the '90s. You're doing these lost episodes in the '90s. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, I mean, I mean, kind of 1990, 1991. I've been alternating between seasons four and five, but I've outlined all the way up to season seven. Okay, so there's. And, I remember watching this show, and uh, and like I'm going to go back into my little brain, and this is 35 years ago, 
And I remember that the coach went like he was the football coach, right? Mm -hmm. And he was uh, he went to a private school. Yes. Right? And then they it was a private Catholic they allowed, school. Yes. It was for, for boys only, but then they allowed yeah. like the girls go to the school. Yes, right? it was one of those weird things. You know, it's like, well, we we really need this coach. We might as well let the daughter stay here. <laughs> and you know, hijinks ensue. I drink that. I like that. And he liked, and he liked the pepperoni. He liked pepperoni, right? What do you like mm. eating? He was something, something he liked eating at nighttime with his, with his knife. Was it a pepperoni or something? Or I think he might, he might've done that one once before, but I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he had a particular, a particular food he was big on. He, he, he definitely liked his large midnight snacks, but yeah, I don't think he preferred anything in particular. Okay. And his wife was just very supporting, like kind of like didn't have much of an arc. She was just there to support his to support the husband. Well, yeah, she she was she didn't really have too much of a character. I actually wrote an episode for her, you know, kind of to expand upon her character where she took off where she tried to get a job as a as a as a weather caster, but it didn't work because the yeah. anchor man was just nuts. And um but on the on the extant show, um, she was basically there, sort of, to be the the calming force, the the person to actually per person who actually knew what was actually going on, could actually make sense of all the chaos, and could actually you know guide these people. Gotcha. So, but like, so, but it was basically like this guy's got eight, eight kids. He he's and he's in like a growing pains. He got fired or something, and then or yes, he did. And then the, we better get him a job. We better get because he's got to take care of these eight kids, even though the mom's not really doing anything, right? Yeah, she she was a full time homemaker. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't age well either, I guess either, right? Well, it, no, but mostly because no one can afford to live on a one income household these days, anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just, true, just, true even enough. the economics just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, especially he was with like eight the kids. But he was the linchpin of the show. Like it was based around his. He was like a stand-up comedian or something like that. There was yeah, based, yes, based he was him, Bill right? Kirkenbauer. He was um, funny story. Bill Kirkenbauer actually went to the same high school as my mom. Yeah, at the same time, I might add. Oh, that's why maybe they had a, maybe they had something going on. Maybe you're the illegitimate son. That's why you started <laughs> the show. Well, I still have my hair, so I'm not so you sure about that. Look like him, but uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, but it's a bit. Hair loss is a they paternal thing, right? So it doesn't yeah. It work, yeah. Well, they never interacted. In fact, okay. I did not learn of that fact until I had written maybe five episodes. Okay. I was already well into the show. No, but I and mean, then like, I found instinctively, out, like instinctively, you're connected. Oh, uh, kind of, sort of. It was a, a, a bit of kismet. Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was like this, is, this is crazy. I mean, this is like, is it be, be like me starting a Tom Petty tribute band and then finding out after the fact, after I've done a few gigs, yeah. that, oh, by the way, your dad went to high school with Tom Petty. So, yeah. by the way, that's true, by the way, as well. Oh, so then, so Bill, they, were they Tom Petty and Bill uh, friends then, or? No, no. Tom, Tom went to school with my dad in Gainesville, oh, and okay. Bill went to school with my mom in St. Petersburg. Okay, so, uh, so what... What what connects you to the show then? Like, why do you think that you're so connected to the show? Is like because of family? You did, would you did you have siblings yourself or? I um, 
thought a lot about this because I couldn't quite figure out exactly why I loved this show as much as I did and why I wanted to write these lost episodes and all that stuff. And then I kind of realized, you know, the show is just starting to explore these characters. I mean, one season isn't enough. They're just kind of doing some hijinks, but, you know, and, but the second season, they were the, well, they call it the third season, but it was really the second season. The first season was just four episodes and basically just a glorified pilot. Okay. Um, but the third season was when they really were starting to explore the characters, particularly Marie. And that's when I, and, and you know, it's like when, when I got to the last episode, it's like they, you, you, you were just starting to explore these people and that's it. Now, granted, it wasn't the producer's fault. It was the network's fault, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. But it's just like I, when these characters need to be fleshed out, they have a journey to go on. And that's when I realized it's like these characters have a sort of pathos to them because the show was canceled so abruptly. And right, in, right as they were starting to explore these characters and I think that's probably one of the main things that made me so obsessed with it. It's like these characters need to, this journey needs to continue in some way. And I just decided to take it upon myself. I had no right to do it, but I did it. Yeah. <laughs> or at least well, I'm starting can- to. She got canceled because of lack of ratings, I guess, right? Lack of. Uh... Uh, actually, it won its time slot. It held its lead in. Um, the official story is that abc wanted friday night to be an all miller boyette block and s to ten of us was the only show not made by miller boyette there were the guys who made full house and family matters and perfect strangers yeah. and apparently they wanted the 9 30 block as well they wanted the that monopoly. was the official they wanted a monopoly on friday night that's the official story yeah but what but i read a story in the la times um Mike Sullivan was, he was one of the three producers. He was ha- was having a conversation with Bob Iger, who was running ABC at the time. Mm-hmm. And he told him that, well, the network just didn't like the show. And from what I, what I understand, at least one of the, at least one of Iger's bosses at ABC, maybe both of them, I'm not sure. They were, they really did not like the fact that, the show was portraying Catholicism in the way they were because, you know, they were also devout Catholics themselves. And it's like what you're, you're doing a show about Catholic, about a Catholic family and they're also making body jokes. I don't like that. Cancel the show. That's just, that's just an extrapolation on my part. Okay. Based on some things I heard. Don't know that for sure. Please don't sue me. <laughs> so I'm trying to, okay, I'm going back into my brain again. So the guy who played the father was Herb on uh, uh, Bill Kirkenbauer. Cincinnati, right? Oh, no, no. Um, he, that, now, there was a WKRP alum, uh, uh, Frank Bonner. He played, yeah, he, played, Herb Tar- he, he played Herb Tarlick on yeah, WKRP. Said Herb, yeah. He also played, yeah, he also played Father Hargis on Just the Ten of Us. He was a recurring character. He was not a main character, no, but he, he, he was. Um, like I said, I remembered like that. Then that there's a show, WKRP Cincinnati. That's yeah. a fantastic show. I yes, and there's a lot. Yeah, I've watched a few bits of that, and there's a lot of Herb in Father Hargis. Yeah. He's also a bit of a schemer, 
maybe not quite as overtly slimy as Herb, but he's I guess still the got a little of that. that. Maybe they're the, the person who played the father wasn't like a, a morally sound person so perhaps that that was the problem they had with the, the catholics had a problem with that character I was... yeah father hart yeah perhaps that could have also been something because he, he definitely had a lot of herb tarlick in him right. yeah he and he, he was a priest so it's like I, I i you know the humor is is like herb tarlick is a priest that's that's to a tv nerd that's hilarious but but i can see why you know a devout catholic executive might not appreciate that quite as much but right. bottom line it wasn't it, it got decent ratings it was in the top 40 okay so let's go let's give people because nobody knows what that is anymore so let's give i'm going to give people a little bit of education so basically 1988 this is 35 years ago mm-hmm. there's, there's there's four networks just three networks and then fox comes in about in the mid 80s yeah they're only doing like, one night i think at that point so yeah so basically there's like tv's different there then right then you have pbs and then you have like if you have cable you got the espn and you got some other cable stations right so 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 the basically tv's like god right so on yes. friday night abc owned friday night they own what they call the tgif line thank god it's friday or thank god it's funny lineup yeah so they got huge ratings these shows would get 25 30 million viewers right and it was a, it was kind of like kid friendly it was kind of geared for kids yeah, so kind of, sort of. It would start at eight o'clock and then it would end at at ten o'clock, right? So yeah, no, nobody watches TV on Fridays, but this was a huge deal. Yeah. So so basically, so thirty five years ago, I got Full House, which was on eight o'clock, which was the 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 setup show, I guess, right? Which people know now because it became huge on Netflix, and then and then Perfect Strangers was eight thirty, which was like Larry and Balky kind of shenanigans take mm-hmm. place. Right. Get out of the city. Yeah. <laughs> Bronson Pinshot, who's a very talented actor, right? So basically, yes, yes. But it was still kid friendly. It was like geared for kids, right? And then Mr. Belvedere. Yes, you know, watching the baby bobkas go boom. Yeah. yeah. So Mr. Belvedere was at nine o'clock, which was a show about uh, this Pittsburgh family. Bob Euchre was the dad. Yes. Very famous. <laughs> there, uh, there's some inspired player. casting right there. <laughs> very famous baseball player. Very, very famous. Very good broadcaster. He's still. He's still a yeah, play guy still, on, on the Milwaukee Brewers. Milwaukee Brewers, yeah. There you go. And so he and so it was about some like gay uh um <laughs> British guy who basically goes he, to Pittsburgh and becomes their, their butler, right? So fish out of yes, water. that that was basically that was basically the plot of Mr. Belvedere right there. Yeah. And then then the last show is the show that you made the spin-off show is just the ten of us. Yes, that was Based that was on, on this. A spinoff of Perfect of, of uh sorry of growing, of growing pains. pains, which is another one of those kitty shows, I guess, right? Yeah. So that's 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 the and then these show these these shows would get crazy ratings, like like kids loved would eat it up, right? Would eat up these show. I could only assume I was only two at the time. <laughs> you were only two at the time. So yeah, yeah. one so actually. I was I was, I, it started eighty eight. I would have been one. So. Yeah, yeah, this was definitely something I discovered well after the fact. And this went on this 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 uh, TGIF lineup went on for about ten years. Like it was like it was crazy, mm-hmm. right? And yes, different shows came in and out, but it was generally Perfect Strangers and Full House were kind of the mainstay. They were always around, right? Uh, I think Perfect Strangers went off in '92. Oh, so did I don't it? think okay. it was all. 
Yeah. A TGIF, right? I think ran until like, you know, 96, 97. I'm not exactly sure. I never really got into TGIF, to be perfectly honest, outside of dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Anything with Jim Henson, I love. But, um, but I, I can't really go by memory, but I know kids at school were always talking about Full House when I was in, you know, third, fourth yeah. grade. So, which is like became they had a they had a whole kind of that's a spinoff. Is that where you got the idea? Because Full House did the spinoff on Netflix that you can do a spinoff for this show. Kind of, sort of, yeah. And you know, same thing, same thing with Roseanne that became the Connors. Same thing with just something to just premiere now, Frasier. Frasier, you know, yeah. All these I watched a couple episodes. It's pretty good. All sorts of all sorts of revivals. So and I just kind of said, you know. I've already I've kind of explored what would have happened in an alternate universe if the show already began. But, you know, there's really not a whole lot that, you know, other people can do with that. You know, it's just it's a, it's a personal art project. What I wanted to see is, you know, what happened to the Lubbocks in this that that, that was a family name. That were the Lubbock family. What happened to the Lubbocks, specifically the four Lubbock daughters? What happened to them in this universe? Yeah. What are they doing in 2023? Okay. That's what I wanted to explore with this one. And Graham as well. Gotcha. And so the other people uh, may be familiar with Family Matters, I guess, came in, right? Which is with Urkel. And then Boy yes, Meets World. Yes. Boy Meets World came, right? And then they made a spinoff of that show, right? They made another the older version of that show, right? So they made a I I don't think I don't remember. Yeah, they did where a... Corey is like um whatever the he's like a teacher now and he's like teaching his daughter hmm. yeah so basically they're doing they're basically you're on what i'm trying to point is that you're on to something like everybody's doing these kind of like, yeah exactly exactly that was kind of that was kind of the idea i had yeah. you know it's like you know and i wasn't doing this so at first i was i was doing this just so i'd you know i wanted to enter some have something to enter into these contests because I wanted to see, you know, how, how how good is my writing? Is it any good? Yeah. So, and and I tried doing that with one of my lost episodes, but it's like everyone thought it was a pilot, and it's like this this isn't going to work. It makes no sense out of context. So I wanted to make something. It's like, well, what if you know we did a pilot for a revival of something like all these other shows have been doing, and. Um, that's 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 what I did with this one, and so but, but but probably people a lot of people don't even know the context, right? That that is true. That is true, and I wrote it specifically so yes, people who remember the show will recognize the characters, but I also wrote it so somebody who never heard of the show, which would probably be about eighty to ninety percent of the people watching this pilot. Yeah, would be able to, you know, follow along, basically just start from scratch, basically, with these same characters. You know, you don't have to know. I wrote it so you don't have to know what the old show was in order to get this new one. Yeah. I don't know how well I succeeded, but that's what I tried to do, at least. And then so you're saying, that, well, yeah, I think you succeeded. That's why we're having a conversation now. Okay, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was I was selected. Yeah. So and then so then there was a ripoff show uh called Step by Step. Yes. Which ran I for think, yeah. Exactly. I think Step by Step was 
Because here's the thing. Bob Iger would later semi-privately express regret that he canceled the show, which leads me to kind of believe, again, this is just speculation on my part, he didn't actually want to cancel it. But again, I don't know. I can't read his mind. That's just speculation. But it's like, okay, there was a, okay, let's just bring that concept back, but let's just have Miller Boyette do it and let's make it, you know, let's sanitize the humor. But it also kind of took out a lot of, you know, the heart out of it as well. And a lot of the, what made, what made, made just the 10 of us funny and special. It was just, step by step was just kind of there. Yeah. So Bob, you, you, you referenced Bob Iger. So he's the CEO of Disney now. Right? Yes. Very, very, very book, big actually. man. He, He's obvious. He's obviously recovered from this. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I read his book, and uh, he never brought up, uh, never brought up the show. So this show. Yeah, so. yeah. I, 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 I read the. I listened to the audio book too, and I, I was kind of hoping it would brush up the subject. Uh, I guess, yeah. but you know, I guess maybe he just thought it would be too obscure at this point. He I was so con- like so context. He was the. He was he was he, he was the CEO of uh, ABC, right? For a while, ABC Entertainment. Yeah, Entertainment. I, he he still worked under uh, Tom Murphy and Dan Burke. Okay. They were his superiors. Disney um, owns ABC in right. They didn't at the time. Um, there was uh, Capital Cities owned ABC. Okay. Uh, AB, Disney went by ABC until ninety five ninety six, which is how Bob Iger got involved with Disney. Gotcha. Oh, but yeah, yeah, so Disney, Disney was not involved. Disney owns ESPN, and then. Yeah, they own uh, ABC, but they bought those like somebody, another company bought who was ABC bought ESPN, and that's that was their big purchase when yeah they merged. Yeah, ABC money. bought ABC bought ESPN, then Cap Cities bought ABC, and by yeah. extension ESPN, and then about ten years later, Disney would buy ABC and ESPN. Yeah, which is served that like because I read the Disney book too, which is ESPN has become their number one. Oh. Yeah, resource. absolutely. That's their cash. Ironically cap. enough, over, even over their their app, and even over, uh, even though they're 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 huge kind of like library and their music parks and everything, ABC is their number one asset. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yes. You mean ESPN? Yes, sorry, ESPN yeah, is yeah, number yeah, one ES- asset. ESPN, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me at all because that's the one thing people still watch live is sports. Sports, yeah. And you know, it's you know, and hence that's the only time people ever watch commercials. Yeah. And, you know, this is still commercial television. They depend on advertising for revenue along. Well, ESPN also depends on, you know, subscriber fees and retransmission. But that's that's a whole other can of worms. But that's but that's basically how ESPN makes so much money for Disney. Gotcha. So, yeah. So basically the the show works because it's like there is that kind of nostalgic factor mm-hmm. but if you don't know the show which a lot of people don't i'm assuming some of the readers even in the script coverages you've gotten they have no idea what the show is they're just they're reading it on on just on the fact that it's a it's a it's a pilot show a modern pilot mm-hmm. show yeah basically and i kind of want to i, I kind of wrote it for them first because you know that's most likely the person who's going to be reading it gotcha well, congratulations on the show. You you took me down memory lane a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> Happy to do it. And, and and so you, but you still haven't figured out why you were you're obsessed with it, though, right? Well, I mentioned you know the fact that you know they were canceled so abruptly, right as they were starting to explore the characters, and that created, like I said, pathos. You know, it's like I I just could not abide 
by the show ending, you know, so suddenly. So I decided, so I decided to, you know, get, you know, I, I, I explain that. I can't, I can't think of the words here, but yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. It doesn't quite explain it. Honest, I, there is also that nostalgic factor. There is that, you know, nostalgic sheen to it. You know, it was done on videotape, it, the, the, the lighting, the, the fashions, the hair, multi-camera. Exactly. You know, laugh track, a very genuine laugh track. I might add, um, you know, it's just, even though I never watched the show in its time, it just, it writing these episodes and, you know, rewatching the old ones that actually have were made. It, it just takes me back to a very, special time i might have been a very small child but as a time i remember very fondly and you know it just it's very cathartic for me you know getting to just kind of you know relive everything at but at the same time make it new and make that that's another reason why most nostalgic shows are anywhere near as funny as just the 10 of us was i mean we're, we're talking married with children golden girls level funny here Okay. You know, this is this, this isn't like watching Full House, folks. This oh. is some this is some clever stuff that they get away with here. So then, but Full House, as you said, is like uh, we talked about. Like it's a it's a huge. Even the old shows are huge hits, right? So yeah. All right. So people should watch this show. Uh, a, a streaming service should pick up the episodes, kind of like like yeah, it up I, that, a bit, right? That would be nice. That would be nice, but uh, from what I understand, you know, they played a lot of uh, music on the show, and the Lubbock Babes also performed a lot of music, and that's kind of affected the ability to put it on streaming and put it on DVD, because they can't just put it on without also paying the rights holders to that music. Gotcha. And, you know, the, the money, I mean, it, it took years for, you know, WKRP to be put on dvd in its original form because of those music rights and that's the same thing keeping murphy brown from getting on dvd because they played oh. a motown song every episode yeah so that's why murphy brown's not on dvd oh so that's, believe that's me, interesting yeah yeah just the 10 of us is not the only show that this has happened to and i think drew carey also had similar issues i don't think that's on dvd either no it's not well no you you're talking about like a streaming service it's not on a streaming service because yeah yeah yeah. And like Taxi uh, was on, um, I can't remember what stream service, but they, they, there was a lot of episodes they couldn't put on because of the music as well. So, yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. That, that's interesting. So, but, okay. So I'm going to go back. So before we finish off, so yeah, Boy Meets World had a spinoff called Girl Meets World. Right? Oh yeah. Now I remember. Now and, I remember. And There's then, so many so, of these. I can't keep track. So all these, like all these like kitty shows that then Saved by the Bell had a spinoff as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh and then obviously Full House had the spin-off. And yep. so basically, so then there's like there is this nostalgic, right? Like they so then why not do this show? Yeah. I want to see a perfect stranger. Like that would be <laughs> oh that would be great. I mean, you know, there Bronson Pinchot and Marklin Baker are still around. So yeah, I don't well, see why no, they Marklin could uh, that would be really that would actually be kind of Broadway. really funny. You know, two old guys, you know, still acting like, you know, Larry and Balky. Yeah. Or then they just have yeah. their kids. Their kids are just the version of it. But that, 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 that might work too. You you have to, you'd have to find the right casting, but that, that could work too. You know, you know, two, two kids and two, 
I'm sorry, my my headphones are talking to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little distracted. No problem. All right, no. So what I'm saying is that you're on to something. There's something. There's something there, right? So but yeah, the first, I the think first so. step as a producer is, is that to get this show on a streaming service, get it like people to like it, right? Like 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 mm-hmm. those like even with Frasier, Frasier's huge on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Let's do a spinoff of it, right? Like we need let's bring Frasier back, right? So yeah. Cause uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure like if the friends cast wasn't as famous as they are, they probably do a friends friends thing, but they don't that, need money. Right. So what they perhaps. Don't do it, so, but then again, they might still do it anyway. In a few yeah, years, who knows? True that, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if there's enough money in it, how well, can I say yeah. no? Remember they, they, they were no? not, they didn't, they weren't, they didn't make money. They made money. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right, so you're on to something. So congratulations on the success. It's really nicely done pilot um, in its traditional form. So uh, we wish you the best of luck. All right, and um, uh, good luck on editing all my uhs and hammering, stammering, yeah. Uh It it never ends. It never ends. (laughs) All right, have a good one. All right, thank you very much, Yeah.